guys, welcome back to another episode. Uh, what is this? Merry, happy New Year's Eve. Oh my God, happy New Year's Eve. There we go. I don't know why I said merry, happy. That's really weird. Nonetheless, guys, it is, it, oh my God, I can't, it's the 31st. It's the damn 31st. A lot of you are like, hey, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I have no idea. Um, but the trains are normally open until 2 a.m. And I'm really thinking about just going to a place. It, it's right there on the river. It's called Sapantaxin. Now, guys, keep in mind, I know, I know this is about listening and speaking, but hey, this is, it's okay. It's okay. All right. All right. All right. It's going to be okay. Trust me. So four years ago, I remember I got all dolled up. I know that sounds really weird from a male perspective. Dolled up meaning get get it. Dolled up meaning women, they look like a doll. So they put a lot of makeup on, right? So women would be like, oh my God, I am so dolled up right now. Meaning they have so much makeup on. No, not from a negative aspect, but it's basically just saying, yeah, I'm all, you know, I, uh, I have, uh, I'm going out. Let's just put it that way. So me, from a male perspective, I got all dressed up. Man, I had about three glasses of Bordeaux. This is four years ago. And I'm like, man, I'm going to go enjoy New Year's Eve out there in Bangkok. Now, again, keep in mind that I'm about 25, 30 minutes away from Bangkok at that time. Okay, so I would have to take a minivan into Bangkok. And if I come back late, I would have to take another minivan home. Or I'm sorry, if I come back later than 12, the train is finished, the minivan's finished, I would have to take a taxi. And that is always a nightmare. So nonetheless, this was a very uneventful night, okay? This was very forgettable because I drank too much. And before I left, oh my God, I had to hurry up and stop early because I needed to hurry up and of course go to the toilet. You know what I mean? Because I drank too much. So I walked into this ridiculously shady area. And when I walked into this area, I try, I hurry up and said, man, I just need to hurry up and use some kind of toilet. And luckily I, I hurry up and use it. And it was like these crazy tatted up, Thai looking people. I was so scared, but of course I was damn inebriated. That means I was beyond drunk anyways. So I took this train and I went into some areas and I realized that there was nothing going on. Now guys, remember in 2015, I was unaware of a lot of things at that time. So again, you know, being around again, I could look for a lot of information online. So there's a lot of things that are sponsored now, of course, on Facebook, Instagram and stuff, of course, with Facebook ads. And it's like, yeah, come enjoy over here, over there, over here, over there. In the heart of Bangkok, there's nothing but near the river, there's a lot. So in saying that, guys, it was a disaster four years ago. And I was probably, I had to order like pizza like way at night. It was ridiculous. Okay, going into the New Year's, it was a complete waste of time. But I got home early because I'm like, dude, nothing's going on. I'm going back home. So when I went back home, New Year's came, and it was pretty beautiful out there because there were just fireworks going off everywhere. I told myself I would watch it from the rooftop last year with one of my friends, but I didn't. And so this year, that's right, I'm going to go to the river, and I just want to see that. I want to be able to record that because it reminds me of the beautiful ringing in of the 2012 year when I was at Sydney Harbor and the countdown right there on the side of the Harbor Bridge and went nine, eight, seven. And you know what? It's going to upload again very, very soon. And I'm going to post it on my Facebook pages or try to get, extract the video and put it online, uh, like on YouTube or something. So stay tuned for that. But guys, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful, safe New Year's, man. We're going to keep on doing this through podcasts day after day after day. And wow, 2020 is here. 
I'm really excited for my folks out there in Tokyo because you guys got the Olympics this year. Uh, the Euro Cup is coming this year. There's so many things that are happening. I might go to Fiji. I might go to South Africa. Who knows what will happen this March? But this March, there is a massive trip that will be developing. So, again, so excited about that. But, guys, with that being said, here we go. Remember the group presentations we talked about? Okay, they're going to be talking about something. We're going to talk about scenarios, right? And so first and foremost, before we get into that, let's talk about some of these scenarios and what you would do in these situations. So number one, number two, number three. Number one, you are in line. You have waited for one hour already and you don't feel you are getting any closer to the front. What do you do? See, guys, it's not the fact that I'm impatient, but I extrapolate things. What does extrapolate mean? It's a ridiculously big word. Never use it in everyday English. That means to put things into perspective or into a pattern. If I'm standing in line for 10 minutes, even two minutes, even one minute, I'm constantly looking at the front. I'm looking at the front to see what that person is doing. If they have a bill for whatever reason, or they're trying to pay something, or this or that, I hurry up and get into another line. Um, if there is a long line to begin with, I'm done. I'm done. Like, it, it's not even happening. Now, here in Thailand, they have a, a tendency of opening up these Japanese and Korean cafes. And when they do, the lines could be like almost three hours long. And people really wait for them just so they could take a picture and post it on Instagram. Me, I would never do such a thing. That's a waste of two to three hours. I would absolutely not do that. But some people like to do that. So best of luck to them. So me... One hour? Oh, my God. Now, if it's at one hour, I might as well stay there because I had already wasted an hour, but there's no way I'm standing anywhere for an hour. There's no way I'm standing anywhere for 30 minutes unless I'm at the airport. And if I'm at the airport, I'm going to start asking questions and say, dude, what the hell is going on? And this is why I like to take jumbo airlines. I like to take Qatar, Emirates, uh, Singapore Airlines, ANA, J uh, Japan Airlines, Qantas, if I need to for whatever reason. Uh, Cathay Pacific, uh, Eva Air. Why? Because they have the biggest airlines and these are the biggest airlines in the world and they help customers. And just to beat that, I always get there four hours early before check-in. So I'm sitting there. And when once I see the line start forming, like around like four to five people, I hurry up and jump in. I know that the ticketing counter kiosk have about four to five people. So at worst, I'm just going to have to wait just a little, probably about five, 10 minutes. But then there's always checking online. So if you check in online, you get your own line by yourself. And I'm going to give you this last thing. I waited for two and a half hours at Los Angeles Airport back in 2013. I didn't know what was happening, but the lines were unbelievably long. Los Angeles Airport, they could not handle A380s, the Airbus, Sam, uh, what is it, A380s, the, the jumbo ones, would have about 500 people. Yeah, they can't handle, they couldn't handle that amount. So when we go to check in, they only have five kiosks and you have these people with, oh my God, so much luggage. So I'm like, oh my God, one hour pass, two hour pass. But you know what? I can't, I can't go back home. No way I can't go back home. Oh, I can't go back home. That's the end of my home. So I said, listen, I check in online. And this guy said, you checked in online? I said, yeah. He said, okay, come over here. And I was able to hurry up, put my thing in and, you know, my, I had my visa and everything and I hurry up and left. Um, and so, yes, it was a disaster for a lot of people. I mean, even at times I was, uh, checking in 
at Vietnam Airport, horrible place, uh, Ho Chi Minh City. And this lady would come up to us, low-cost airline, Thai Vietjet Air, never fly them, guys. And this lady was like, hey, you could come check in in the priority line if you give us X amount of money. And if I had gave them an X amount of money, they would have charged me an X amount more just because my baggage was probably 0.1 kilogram over. So never fly low cost. Unless you want to be a backpacker, go on, go on ahead. But just know that your trip will possibly be ruined by doing that. So that's my perspective. Number two, your computer, which contains all your photos, music, favorite URLs, you name it is set up with the printer and other computers in the house and you use it all day every day however it is very slow do you get a new one now me i like to restart it okay if my computer's acting really slow such as when i had uh el capitan my computer was very slow i upgraded it to i forgot what it was and then i upgraded it to this one right now which is the catalina okay which is the iOS 500 million. I, I have no idea, 1110, something like that. So it's much faster, much, much faster. But when it was, go, when it was really slow, it, it would freeze a lot. And so I had a software that would pop up from time to time by the name of MacKeeper. And it said, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And then I finally said, you know what? I have 70 gigabytes of something called Other on this Mac, I need it to be fixed. So I finally got on MacKeeper. This lady's controlling my Mac and she's saying, okay, I cleared out this much. You know what, if you buy this right now, you get this. If you get this, you buy that, you buy this, you get all these different things. So she tried hustling me out of my money. At that time, I didn't have much money. And I was like, nah, I don't wanna buy this. This is more of a luxury, sorry. So I had to tell her like 5,000 times because Americans are very adamant with getting you, well, people in general are very adamant with trying to get that extra money. And they, they wanted me to buy a one-year subscription of $130. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And then, you know, what's funny, if you actually wait, they send you, like, messages almost every three, four days. Man, I got my full year membership for free. Oh, I, I think it was $30. So I got 75% off for a year membership. So now, MacKeeper, I have it until November of next year. Free. Um, for th only $30. That's it. Not a month. $30 one-time fee. <sighs> so. Guys, it's better to just clean it up. That's why I like Mac because, again, having Mac Keeper, I clean everything up. There, are, there aren't any more disk drives. If you guys have a disk drive in your laptop, oh, my God, you're amazing um, because I really don't see them anymore. Um, and, and that way you could get another antivirus software. But, again, Norton Antivirus, that ended up killing our computer like years ago at my mom's place. Um, so Kaspersky was okay, but of course the CEO, he kind of looks like a druggie. So anyways, yeah, so that's my thing. Do I buy a new one? Absolutely. Hell no, not. I have the iPhone six. I bought this back in 2015, five years coming up really soon. Does it still work? Yes. Does it freeze? No. The only thing that happened is the motherboard went crazy about two, three years ago and I had to replace it. That's it. Other than that, this thing works. It has the same video as the iPhone 12, iPhone 13, 14, 15, 16, all those other iPhones have, okay? So there it is. I would never, ever, ever switch out my Mac unless it completely falls apart. But I'm happy because I've had my Mac for almost four years and this bad boy is just fantastic. The battery does die a little bit quick, just as my phone does also, but for the most part, it's still functional. So, oh, so much, so much to say. 
Number three, if you arrive at a family member's house and smell the same type of cake baking that you ate as a child, you haven't eaten for years, how do you feel? So that's the word going into this little close listening that we're going to listen to right now. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. That's how you say it. Nostalgia. N-O-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Guys, nostalgia meaning it brings back the memories. Have you guys, uh, listen, I'm 31. Have you guys ever like went back and checked out SNES games online? There are different areas, right? There are different uh, decades. There are different uh, eras of uh, gaming, right? So if I check out Final Fantasy uh, VIII or Final Fantasy VII, it brings me back to my 2000 to almost to 2008 was the last time I played Final Fantasy VIII for whatever reason. I was just wasting my life because I had played it so many times before. But when I think of Final Fantasy VII, I think of my sixth grade year, my seventh grade year. If I play Shenmue on the Dreamcast, I remember 2001. If I played, uh, oh my God, Golden, no, Golden Axe is way old. Um, oh, what was that game on Dreamcast? It was an RPG, I forgot the name. But there are certain games that remind me of uh, specific eras. So a game called like UN Squadron, okay? For the, you oldies out there, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say you oldies, but you 1980 babies out there. UN Squadron, SNES, Cybernator, SNES, Street Fighter, SNES, Donkey Kong, SNES, the snowboarding game, I forgot the name of it, SNES, the Michael Jackson game, right? Um, of course, all the Sonic games, you can't forget those. Uh, the Super Mario, oh my God, Super Mario All-Stars 3, that, that number two was way too old. Oh my God, number two brings me back to the day I used to stay in a motel in 1991 as a three-year-old child. Jesus, I don't want to think about that. Um, there was another game. Oh, the Super Scope. You guys remember that? <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. 1993, four, five, six. When you get into six, it started changing a little bit because the PlayStation came out. But that was more of a Sega type of era. And, of course, that brings me back to a bad nostalgia because that's when my family, you know, my mother, my father, they hate each other. Hate it. They hated each other's guts. Okay, that means they hated everything from the hair all the way down to the, the, the tip of the toenail. <laughs> so it was just wars inside my home. So I did not like going home at times. And as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old child, it's pretty tough, you know, seeing that. But um, hey, look what happened now. You know, I'm a massive success I am today. So nostalgia, guys, that means bringing you back in time. You know what really, what I really love? Thailand 1950. They have some videos. 1950, 60, 70, 80. <gasps> Vietnam, 1970, 80. Oh my God. Japan. Oh my God. They all had like this short hair, puffy hairstyle. They were all very slim. They were so cute. Asians across the continent of Asia. I think the women were the most adorable human beings I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. You guys go back to those 1970 and 80 videos. <gasps> oh my God, man. So much nostalgia. Because I put myself in there and I look at the vehicles. I look at how they walk. They walk, they walk very weird. You know, all the people. I don't know. People just, you know, you go back to the 1980s of America. You see the hair that both the Caucasians and African-Americans had? We had the Jerry Curls, the big Afros. Oh, my God. Aretha Franklin back in the 70s. Oh, my God. Singing. Did you see that haircut? 
Oh my goodness gracious, man, those were beautiful times. So with that being said, guys, those are three different scenarios. And now we're going to listen, okay? We're going to listen to the introduction of a presentation. And then the next presentation, we're going to listen to the rest of it, okay? Because this is a relatively long podcast. There are four vocabulary terms. One relates to the TOEFL IBT podcast that I did recently, the sunk cost fallacy, which is interesting. You got nostalgia, negative energy, and legacy. So what we're going to do now, guys, we have a one minute and 34 clip little listening audio that I'm going to play right now, okay? So here we go. First, I have to get the right audio, right? Okay, so let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start this session on nostalgia with a brief introduction to the prevailing theories within neuroscience. That is what happens in the brain when a person is feeling nostalgic. The practical aspects of this will be picked up later by Dr. Hassam and Stephen Johnson in their presentations. Dr. Hassam will address the sunk cost fallacy, a fascinating exploration of reactions in the present to decisions made in the past. Stephen will finish by examining the legacy issues faced by many companies nowadays, particularly in the area of technology. Now, from a theoretical perspective, we need to remember that nostalgia is a universal experience. Studies show it starts from an early age, around eight, and regardless of culture, research shows that people feel nostalgic for aspects of their personal histories. What interests me is what changes are observable in the brain when a subject experiences nostalgia. What is the actual mechanism of nostalgia, if you like, and what triggers those changes? Looking at these two aspects will enable us to consider how nostalgia relates to other psychological phenomena. And then we can use this understanding in the field of behavioral sciences, which Dr. Hassam will explain more about, and economics, Stephen Johnson's area. So guys, that is the introduction to what we're going to be listening to in the next podcast, of course, followed up with this one on New Year's Day. So with that being said, depending on where you guys are listening to this, um, New Year's Eve, my New Year's Eve, you guys are going to hear it like exactly at the, you know, on the 31st at 12 a.m. And then New Year's Day, you're going to hear it exactly at my 12 a.m. January 1st. So nonetheless, guys, that's what we're going to be listening to again nostalgia around eight years old honestly i could feel a little bit more because again if i see like uh super well, not super mario brothers but mario brothers uh what is it the number two the number two game um i remember being in that hotel room if i played the game on nintendo by the name of cubert i think that's the name um i remember being in that hotel room you know i just uh mcdonald's if I go to McDonald's in downtown Las Vegas, I remember going there at the age of three or four years old. We were still living in that apartment before we moved into what we call, or what I call my childhood, the blue house, because it was painted blue. And so guys, very nostalgic, okay? Very nostalgic. We could, we could change it from a noun into an adjective, right? By adding the IC and Oh, it's just a beautiful time. You, you know, th those moments, it's beautiful just knowing that I've been through those personal things and that I could go back and say, wow, I remember that. That's what life is. 
you know, just being able to remember and be grateful for all the things that have, I've come across. So with that being said, guys, stay tuned for the next one. We're going to be getting into the full lesson. And there's going to be, of course, a nice little listening or a writing task on my blog. So you make sure you tune into that. In addition to that, I did fix up my blog. It's much more navi navigatable. No, navi you can navigate much easier, okay? Uh, you know, compared to before. So go check that out, guys. You could go to my Facebook page easier. You can follow me on other uh, social media links. So ah, again, big shout out to my folks out there in Sierra Leone, Afghanistan, in Kabul. Oh my God, it's just amazing knowing that all of you around the world are listening to me now. So again, guys, I love you all and stay tuned for more over and out.